We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kirkwood, screen name Kirk Dees, here with my two boys, per usual, uh, one uh, from Florida right now, uh, Brett Hartfield, Killer B2482, and then Canada's number one DFS player, the man, the myth, the legend, Tyler Tambolin, toe tag and tambo. Um, how's it going, fellas? Thanksgiving week. Uh, Thanksgiving was yesterday. Um, I had a, a, a decent, kind of a quiet holiday, but uh, how, how was your uh, Thanksgiving? I know uh, it's huge in Canada, right, Tambo? <laughs> yeah, it's huge. For DFS players, maybe. I was into that. I actually had to work yesterday, so I missed it. Didn't get to see much of it. And then my beloved Ravens had to go get the vid and take off the slate. Now we don't even Ugh. see them on the, on the week 12 Ugh. slate till Tuesday. So just brutal, man. I didn't get nothing out of it, and I didn't get to – cook a turkey or do none of the fun stuff i'm sure you guys did what about you brett down in lovely florida we get to see your beach pics every day yeah man uh third week in florida so finally feel pretty pretty chilled out out here and getting some golf in uh but yeah yesterday we kind of just did the uh, normal thanksgiving uh turkey gravy all the good stuff cheesy mashed potatoes gotta have the cheesy mashed potatoes um, are you guys big pie guys? Uh, pumpkin pie at all there, Kirkland? I'll eat, some, I'll eat some pumpkin pie. What about I you, like Kirkland? pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin pie. I had some yesterday. Yeah. So I'm a pie guy for sure. Uh, I actually, in Florida, what's really popular is key lime pie. That's either my number one or lemon meringue pie. It's so damn good. So Terrible. It's great, great to know. Great to <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my top two pies, but uh, Thanksgiving, yeah, pumpkin pie for sure. So yeah, yep, yep. The holidays are here, Brett. Have you uh, have you made a wish list? I have a feeling that. Uh, oh you know, yeah, the uh, holidays like are our here, sponsors. Man. Yeah, yeah. sponsor. So have you made your wish list yet? Our sponsor today has the number one wished for gift of the year: Manscaped, the best in men's below and above the belt grooming. Manscaped is here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood and your nose hairs with the new performance package. Uh, ho, 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 fellas. Naughty or nice, tis the season to perform. Um, I, I'm going to interrupt and say one quick thing here on this. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, uh, I had the worst experience like ever the other day. Have you ever had like an un, just out of nowhere, it seems like this long ass uh, ear hair? 
I get one on I, my I shoulders like, all the time. It, it grew on my ear and I was just like, I pulled it immediately. And then I was just like marveled at like, how the hell did this thing get so long when I like stretched it out? And like, how long has it been there? Because I've never noticed it. Well, um, well, Kirkwood, you're in luck because the Manscaped yeah. Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and makes for a perfect gift. So imagine opening an attractive box that says your balls will thank you with the most sought after gadgets and scent a person could find. Including this new package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, boom, for you, which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. Look guys, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff, Kirkwood. Why not use the best tools for the job here? This bundle includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. The dads can't stop talking about this. The teens secretly buy this, and the women will love you for it. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends. The best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulation, the Crop Preserver. Ball deodorant and crop reviver, the ball toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the performance package now and receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer and is hot off the shelves. Get 20% off free uh, shipping with the code ROTO at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy. Yikes. Uh, Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code ROTO at manscaped.com. Uh, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ROTO. Uh, what are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds like Brett and make Santa proud. So uh, thank you to our sponsor. Let's uh, now get into uh, uh, week 12. First of all, uh, how was week 11 for you guys? Yeah, I mean, uh, so we kind of have like a friendly competition where we try and get in to the same uh, tournament. And uh, Kirkwood almost took that bad boy down in fact i think we were calling it that that he had it in his back pocket yeah you guys um, freaking mushed me i was yeah, uh, a lo- i was a lock to win it actually dude, kirkwood, kirkwood is like he believes in everything like any little thing he will believe in so i think the situation was kirkwood was down by like we'll say 2.4 two, points no, it was two two points and two i points. had like uh, 1.8 or something yeah Devonte adams and uh um Nahe, uh yeah, Naeem Hines, and uh, I just needed two freaking points from either of them in overtime, and that uh, MVS fumble just uh, crushed it all. And not only that, I went down like 5K, like in my own personal stuff, because that was my I had that lineup everywhere. Sure. Um, that because uh, of an Aaron Jones like run or something. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, so my my tournament uh, team lineup, I just. Uh, it was a single entry entry strategy where I throw this into like basically less than 500 people. I did the Washington Cincinnati stack. So um, unfortunately for me, my quarterback blew out his knee and it was uh, RIP for that whole lineup. So I, I had a good feeling about that uh, setup and, you know, I still feel like uh, it was, it was the right type of play uh, for that. In fact, I mean, I, Kirkwood, I don't know what you had. If you had the – did you have the Herbert lineup in that? Yeah, yeah. Yep, and just okay. for people listening, basically what we've done is we've all decided to enter the $555 contest, the um, uh, the stiff, stiff arm on DraftKings. Yep, and we've, we've made a bet with each other on who's going to uh, do the best over the rest of the season. Um, and uh, we, uh, we won't discuss the terms. But um, 
<laughs> and so Tambo, Kirkwood's in the lead. Uh, Brent, Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tambo, <laughs> I, I got second. Um, basically, my lineup, and I said everything on the show. I wrote it down from the show here. Basically, was that I liked Justin Herbert to Keenan Allen. I didn't care if it was going to be chalky or not. Bring it back with Denzel Mims. That's what I did. Um, I also uh, professed my uh, like for a leverage play on uh, Zeke. So I had Zeke when I uh, also had um, Naheem Hines and Devontae Adams, uh, both correlated from the same game. And then I um, also had Justin Jefferson in there, who uh, I also said on the show that I liked uh, basically just correlating like massive amounts of lineups with uh, Zeke and Justin Jefferson. Did you have Delvin in that lineup? No, I did not have Delvin. Correct. So you would have leveraged – uh, the passing game, the Vikings, which we talked about, right? And then, and then right Zeke. back with Zeke. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I had Goddard, who got there luckily on like the very end of the game, and the Broncos D, which was nice. Um, yeah, that's what it was. Tambo, Tambo had a, a sweat too. Uh, Tambo, I, I think you were in the right around the top 10%, maybe 15%. Yeah, I cashed and did okay. I was like about 20 points back or 25 points of Kirkwood, but I went more with just a, you know, these things, $500 buy-in, smaller field. I went more for like the hybrid cash lineup where I just took the best plays, some upside. The couple flips that I made was I got Chris Conley in there at 3,000 even. That didn't work out, but he was only 8% owned. And then everyone was against sort of Balazs, Duke Johnson. They were, they were lesser owned in this tournament. So I tried to level up and go with Allen, McLaurin, Dalvin, get everybody in there and use Taysom to round it out. So 162 ish and Kirk would had 185 ish. And it was, uh, and not only the overtime that killed me, but like the, the fact that Naheem Hines had a touchdown that was called back on a stupid penalty. And hey, notice, oh, notice how he only says what went wrong and not what went right. I mean, how yeah, many many things perfection. have to go right? I, I, ex- I expect perfection always. And like, uh, so I remember when the, he the, produces a top one, 1% lineup and it's like, one, Oh, pity yeah, me. But that oh, one, pity but me. that one play cost me like 40 grand. If they, I know, like, I know. If, if, and I think, uh, you know, Tambo and I had a conversation too. Like you just really have to make sure you're building the correct lineups for the, uh, for the actual contest. And that's all you can do. Right. And, uh, Tambo was talking about in PJ how he's had, you know, plenty of uh, near misses in the Millie Maker, right? And um, basically, all as I said is like, hey, that's all you can really do. You there's so many little things that end up getting you to the top, right? But just as long as you're building the correct lineup for that specific contest, obviously in a Millie Maker, you're gonna have to take a lot more low owned shots. Um, yeah. And I mean, Tambo can talk about PGA way more than I would ever be able to, but in the NFL, um, my strategy is always, always based for sure. Like on a DraftKings, like how big uh, the amount of people are. I mean, Kirkwood, me and you are in basically every contest on Yahoo. So it's you, a lot of times you, you're not having to build as many lineups as you would on a site like DraftKings where you're, you're I mean, you can have over a hundred thousand people in, in a contest. So. Well, the debate we yeah. had too, Kirkwood, you can chime in because you mentioned this before, and I know you max the, the $9 slant at least every week, sometimes the million. Yeah, which I time. didn't last week. That was just, I was just lazy. Oh, geez. I was going to say, but the, the thing you've mentioned this year is, and we kind of had this debate was about double stacks, or if you, you want to say, actually, I should say triple stacks versus like just pair them up with one guy. So this lineup here, you just went with Allen, Mims, still put up 185 points and had room for more. And then we talked a little bit about like the $20 Millie maker, even the $9 slant, 65,000 or more players where you have to get so many things, right? You basically have to get every position, the nuts, right. In order to get to the top of these things. 
And so what's your experience been with just going with one guy like this lineup for the 555 versus adding in Hunter Henry or someone as a, as a third man in that stack? Because typically that's what you see out there winning these things. But at the same time, it's hard to get those all right. So you got to have some angles at it. So what are your thoughts uh, there? I've mentioned this on past shows that, um, so the way I've been playing this year has been more single stacks. Um, although it is pricing dependent and I will, um, you know, uh, go, go for more than that. Uh, depending on the game, game environment and stuff, but I'm fully, my base of lineups will be single stacks and then, but I'll just have everything else correlated, right? So you'll notice in that lineup that we were talking about, it was Herbert, uh, Keenan Allen, bring back a Mims, great. Then it was Elliot and Justin Jefferson. Those guys both correlate, right? Same game. Then it was Naheem Hines, uh, Devante Adams. So those guys go correlated and then the rest is fine. So I'm trying to like, piece it together with as much correlation spots as I can. So it's usually uh, at least minimum of two spots, but usually three spots um, is the way that I've been playing it. So like you get it that, you know, you're hoping for the, the other, the green Bay Colts game to go off and having the two right pieces in it. And you're hoping for the, you're getting the leverage on Dalvin cook and you're hoping that Justin Jefferson goes off in the passing game, which he did. And, you know, you, that Zeke has a good game on the other side, right? So it's just, you're just trying to fill up as many correlated pieces as you can. That's my approach, but uh, yeah, it all depends. I, I go, I go, I push it further too and do, uh, do uh, bigger stacks, but my base is usually one, but anyway, we got to figure out what we're going to do this week. Um, so week 12, we've got, is it 12 games? Uh, uh, we lost the game. So we lost the, I guess we never really had that game. <laughs> so it's, it looks to me like it's 12 games. So we're, we're starting at the, we got some good total games. We got a bunch of injury news that we'll get into as well. But uh, basically as far as uh, monster total games at the very end of the slate, the four four twenty five hammer is uh, uh, a good game. The chiefs on the road to Tampa against noodle arm Brady um, where the chiefs are minus three, uh, 55 and a half point total. Um, both of these are two uh, passing offenses, right? Like, so there should be a lot of plays in this game um, from a play standpoint. And uh, just in a marquee matchup like that, like you could definitely see it shooting out. Um, however, both teams do have good defenses as well. Um, now from there, we have the Raiders um, who are three point favorites against the Falcons. Uh, Julio is, um, potentially could miss this game again. Um, we'll pull up the latest as we get into it, but um, yeah, he may be back as well. But uh, anyway, this game has shootout potential. Uh, Todd Gurley's out in it, um, has been ruled out in it, which is kind of big news, but uh, 54 point total um, there. Um, next highest is uh, we got a, the game, uh, you know, I'm going to freaking be all in on again because this is what I do. It's Justin Herbert. Um, uh, on the road with his Chargers against the uh, Buffalo Bills. Um, I'll have to check up some weather on there, but uh, Bills minus five and a half points, 53 point total. There's been uh, Casey Hayward has been ruled out, which is a boost for the passing game for Buffalo. However, we do know that uh, Josh Allen has performed uh, uh, much worse without John Brown and John Brown will be missing this game. Um, so, but uh, it is a, it is nice to know that Casey Hayward will be out on this one for the Chargers defense. Um, also, they're missing one of their run stuffers too. I think Melvin Ingram's out. Um, 
Then uh, we've got Carolina getting Teddy Bridgewater back, uh, three and a half point dog to uh, Minnesota, who's at home uh, with a 52 point total. Um, we've uh, Adam Thielen is looking like is going to be out of this game because of a, a positive COVID test. Um, did have a negative test following, but shouldn't be able to make it back on time. But <coughs> I haven't heard definitively that he'll be out, but I think it's they're projecting that he's going to be out. Um, then uh, we've got an interesting game. Pats at home against uh, Kyler and the Cardinals. That one could be somewhat fun with uh, two Russian quarterbacks, at least. Uh, 49 and a half point total there. Browns, Jags, we get a new quarterback uh, for the Jags. We get uh, the longest, uh, he's got the longest neck uh, range uh, in, in the business, uh, Glennon. Um, and they are going to be six point dogs to uh, Cleveland, the Browns. Um, even though they're at home, but the, the total is uh, going up 49 point total. Um, Tennessee plays the Colts uh, again. Um, Tennessee and that game did uh, pretty well the last time they played um, from a point perspective, uh, but the Colts are three and a half point favorites over uh, the Titans, 51 and a half point total. Then there's the Giants, Bengals with uh, Joe Burrow being gone. And then we got uh, Tua back in action against the Jets um and uh that's about it so uh what's the big picture looking like for you guys early yeah um i just think like there's uh a lot of i mean there's not too many games i guess that really stand out uh but there's more more points on the board uh this week than there was last week um you kind of mentioned the hammer with the, the kc tampa bay uh it's now bet up all the way to 55 and a half um and yeah, kind of interesting to see the uh, Raiders Falcons go down to 53. Those are, you know, two pretty bad teams, uh, bad defenses in Atlanta. Um, I mean, that just feels like a, a great spot to, to invest in. Um, your, your Chargers um, seems like a great spot. I just, I feel like there's a lot of different ways you can go here. A lot of unique game stacks. Um, and I guess, you know, we'll just have to keep on, keep an eye on ownership. Obviously, the injury reports will be pretty big. I don't know if that three-point uh, decrease in the Atlanta game is because of Julio Jones um, likely not playing or what that would be. But um, obviously, there's some major injury news. You talked about feeling we might have Julio um, opening up some really good value wide receivers. Tambo, what, what are you seeing for week 12 here? I'm seeing that it looks like I like a lot of the chalk and, you know, quarterbacks and stacks if you see it. But I, I think what I'll do is I'll balance it quite a bit here with some really disgusting plays and stacks. So I, I like Josh Allen. I like Mahomes like that, just using those games and, and those environments. So those stand out. But then Kirk would even mention like Mike Glennon, like I'll, I'll play. I like the Cleveland Jacksonville game. I like the Cincy Giants game. I think that's kind of ugly and you could go there. You know, it doesn't seem like many people are talking about, uh, Vegas and Atlanta besides this Julio injury popping up. So I think that's an obvious spot. And then probably the, the other one maybe would be the Saints and Denver just because you got, you know, Taysom again and uh, Drew Locke there. So I don't know. It could get Basically, I'm looking for those ugly games where you can use cheap, cheap quarterbacks and then get their stacks for cheap and fill your lineup out, out elsewhere. And then if they go off, you end up doing quite well on the slate. So, you know, I'm looking there beyond the chalk ones at the top. All right, let's uh, let's start it back at uh, running back. Um, 
and then we'll get into our uh, quarterback plays and whatnot and stacks. But um, obviously, the uh, the guy who's going to be pretty popular um, for good reason, um, uh, although he's mighty expensive, uh, ninety five hundred again this week now um, is Dalvin Cook. Um, we've feelings out, supposedly out on a on a team who. Uh, loves as a run first offense anyways. I mean, Zimmer loves to run. Now they're missing, um, you know, their, their, their number one wide receiver. Yeah. They, Jefferson is going to be chalk for sure, just because of the, uh, the, he should get a monster target share of whatever uh, passing they do do. But this is a run first offense in a great matchup. Panthers 34 first in uh, run defense overall, 22nd in uh, rushing against uh, DVOA rushing um, bottom 10 in uh, rushing yards per carry uh, bottom 10 and rushing TDs allowed. So um, we, we know that you can, you can run on Carolina. So that, that uh, is probably going to be the, uh, the path for uh, the Vikings here. Um, so he's, he's going to be uh, pretty chalky. Um, other than another guy that should be probably chalky-ish as uh, James Robinson. This is my boy who I play religiously. Your boy. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh 6,300 now with, uh, I don't know if this is an improvement, uh, downgrade at quarterback. How can you get any worse um, than they were last week? But this dude is phenomenal. Like, this dude is good. All you got to do is watch the tape on this guy and watch him run. Like, he's busting off, like, five, six yards rushing plays against the Steelers, who are one of the top rushing defenses at will. They just – he just hasn't hasn't gotten – you know – he's run badly from like touchdown perspective. Like he's had a bunch of touchdowns called back by penalty and he's just on a team that has a bad offense and bad game scripts. But uh, with Chris Thompson over there, um, I mean, the workload on this guy is amazing. It was an awful matchup. They only scored three points last week. His quarterback was horrendous, turning the ball over every single time, but hopefully they're a little better and the matchup is a little, is a little bit better. Um, and they're at home uh, against Cleveland. So um, I certainly have love for, for James Robinson. Josh Jacobs as part of that uh, marquee game, um, you know, a game that, you know, could be pretty good, you know, and especially that um, if Julio is out, I mean, Josh Jacobs, first of all, it's in a dome. Uh, second of all, uh, Jacobs, you know, plays very well when they, when they have a lead, right? Like he, that's when he does all his, all his damage. So he's really game script dependent. Um, you know, should the problem, I, man, I, I was really heavy on him last week. Um, and uh, he, uh, the the problem was is that I mean they love Devonte Booker for some reason, mm-hmm. so the the yeah he's the, definitely it, stealing, which I I never even thought that would that would be the case, but uh, I I don't know, but because he's he could be so good in the passing game, they're just not utilizing him enough in the passing game. Uh, only one uh, target against the the Chiefs, um, and. Uh, Got uh, should have had another rushing touchdown uh, first and goal from the one, but they had a stupid uh, false start penalty on Jason Witten, who then ended up getting the touchdown and catching it, um, which was uh, tilting to me. But uh, uh, on the Yahoo slate, at least. But uh, anyways, um, uh, I certainly like him. Uh, Mike Davis is uh, still in our lives. I mean, the guy has been had a decent game, but like any, as we saw that anybody can have a decent game against uh, the Detroit Lions. We just saw on Thanksgiving, uh, even Duke Johnson got there. Um, 
and had a had a really good game. But I mean, this guy has just been so poor, except for his like beginning good start. But um, you know, should get a boost with his quarterback back, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, now playing this week. Um, so he he's in play against Minnesota. Austin Eckler is potentially um, could be coming back this week. Um, we'll see if like they give him a huge workload. I mean, he could be a phenomenal play against the Bills, who are just uh, a team that you know that's a good good game environment. Great game. They, you can, they just mm-hmm. their defense has been a big letdown this season. They've been banged up too. Um, and is questionable too. Yep. Yeah, there's Derrick Henry, and then there's Wayne Gallman, who I've been hearing a lot of talk about. Um, uh, you know, he's 5K Cincinnati. Um, this should be a good game strip for the run game. You know, the Giants will run the ball. You know, the, the you know, uh, um, Jason Garrett loves to be a run first coach when they have the lead. Um, there's nothing he wants to do and then just keep running the ball over and over again. Uh, Rain Gallman has produced uh, certainly lately, kind of surprisingly, um, you know, four good games against Philly, Tampa, Washington, Philly, all hor- really tough run run defenses to face, right? And he's looked good doing it. And now he gets a matchup where in a game that they should control from start to finish without Joe Burrow against the uh, the Bengals. So that's, uh, that's kind of the top range for me. I mean, I, I know Brian Hill is going to pick up a lot of steam now. I'm probably going to be uh, auto chalk um, play because Gurley is out. Um, but uh, what are you guys thinking? How do you like uh, any of the guys I mentioned so far? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, you're right there with uh, Delvin. I mean, <clears throat> he's, he's 9,500. He's getting to the point where C-Mac was last year at 10K, but it's a great matchup versus Carolina um, in a spot, like you just said, feelings out. They lose Irv Smith also. So uh, the one thing that Irv Smith's done all year is steal touchdowns. So now – Touch out, touchdown equity goes up with no Irv Smith there. Uh, I mean, he, he's just he's, he's in a great spot. So, um, but I think I think I'm on your boy 100% this week, uh, James James Robinson. I mean, it really sticks out. He gets a great matchup. Uh, I think I think the issue with James Robinson the last what month is just the matchups uh, coming off of. I mean, he he. He got to go up against the Packers, right? Which I guess the matchups haven't been bad. It's the Steelers last week, right? Um, and you still got plenty of uh, work. He had 19 touches, but you just look at the volume and, you know, I, Jacksonville's a, a bad team, so you don't mind the volume coming through the pass game. Um, so, yeah, home against Cleveland. Uh, love, love him this week. Um, and then – it's, it's getting close to December, boys. When, when do we start playing Derrick Henry? You know, it's like Tennessee always leans on Henry uh, the last five, five, six weeks of the year. And then, and then he just blows it up too, um, or at least last year in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's getting to that point where I'd rather have this game outside than Indianapolis, but I, I'm like, I want to get there before, before he gets too popular. And I think he's going to be a great tournament play. Uh, currently at RG, I'm actually surprised um, percentage owned. I mean, obviously we have Dalvin Cook at 37% owned, but we have James Robinson all the way down to 15. And to me, I think he's my second favorite play. So um, if that if that number somehow sticks at 15, which I don't think it will, I think it'll, I think it'll get up into the 20s. But like I said, that's that's kind of like the top tier for me. So Tambo, what are you what are you looking at for? Let's just say um, the top like 
five guys price wise. I'm just with you on Cook. Like you said, it's just part of the deal. It's the price. Like you said, it somehow could get better if Thielen, you know, Irv's out, Thielen's supposedly going to be out. So the situation there is one to monitor. But that's, you know, if you, you could, you probably didn't think his situation could get any better. But with what they do already, it, to me, it just stands out even more. 9,500 is fine. Like we were still playing CMC at 10K. Cook has had games like that, you know, plenty of times this year. They continue to roll them out. So I like that. I like your Henry call. Like the Jacobs call, you know, I don't know what we have him projected at for ownership just yet. I'll pull it up here is around 9%. So either way, he's going to come in lower. I, I definitely like that because like I said, I think that's a game to attack and get after. It's Carr, it's Brian, like it's not really good. You know, and Brian Hill's going to get stuff on the other side now with the girly news. So I, I know the, uh, the Booker stuff is there that Kirkwood mentioned, but I still think we've seen him have some great games and we like him in games when he's up. I think they could be up this game. I think, uh, Carr showed some stuff last week. I know it was still they took the L, but he, he still looked better and came around a little bit there. And then I think the ones that we didn't mention, I guess, is where we have to have this discussion a little bit, is obviously Robinson looks great, but you've got a couple things there. So I've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire right above him, tough matchup. But if you when we get to Mahomes and Kelsey as two of the highest-owned plays as far as quarterbacks, tight ends go, or higher-owned plays, I should say, I think that's leverage. I mean, he just had a great game for them. They should want to go back to him there. Could use him a little bit more in the pass game, maybe. We could see that. And then the bigger discussion, I think, is around Chubb and Hunt. So I'll flip it back maybe to you, Kirkwood, is, you know, I, I kind of like Hunt more than Chubb just for the savings. But Chubb is, like, kind of like Derrick Henry, really. He, he's uh, he's cheaper, but he's just the same thing. He's had two back-to-back weeks with over 100 yards, a couple huge rushes there last week. But in general, he's a guy that, He's got to get it on the ground. Snap counts are split quite a bit, and I think we could see uh, Hunt get used there, and he's a big savings down at, I think, what, 5,700. So what are your thoughts on these Cleveland guys on the other side of that game? 5,600 for Hunt. Um, yeah, I like both. So, I mean, one is going to smash. Jacksonville is 30th DVOA versus the pass, 21st versus the run. They're bad. The, the thing to take away from that is that they're bad at both places. So this is going to be a game that's dictated – based on um, Cleveland, right? And we know what Cleveland wants to do is they're, uh, they're a run-first offense, especially now with uh, having both of their stud backs there. So um, I expect a, a ton of work for each of them there. Splitting snaps, you know, right down the middle, um, it seems. So the, and the, pa- the, so you get the, the, you get the passing game floor with Hunt, but Chubb is the the guy that's you know he's he's getting all the carries from the in inside the the five yard line the goal lines the goal line work, so I think there's room for both of them. I would probably lean Chubb because I just think that that's the path of uh, I think they're going to have their way with this team, and so it just makes more sense for him. But um, I wouldn't be shocked either. I mean, it's they're both extremely talented. Um, they're both basically splitting snaps. Um, so I think they're both in play. Um, just Chubb would be my lean. I'm not sure how popular. I think they'll he'll get some ownership for sure, but I don't think Chubb's get getting enough. the ownership right now. That's why I asked. Like if you look, it's what is it, 5600 versus 7100, and then you also both, get both good. Um, yeah, I think you, and, you get like half the ownership and the savings is massive. So I'm kind of leaning towards Hunt because it sucks when he goes down on the one or something and then boom, in comes Chubb and takes that touchdown away. But Hunt is shifty enough. And like you said, the matchup is so good for both of them that I think down at that price point, 
floor ceiling. I'm liking a guy like Hunt a lot more to still get there. So and, and but in a good thing, a good good situation to look. I mean, uh, Chubb just ran for over 115 yard or 114 yards against the Eagles, who are a good run run stopping defense. He just didn't get any touchdowns. Right. Yeah. So there was an issue there too. So inside the five, they had five carries inside the five. Chubb had zero of them. Kareem Hunt had all five. Uh, there. Uh, so the See, coach. I thought that was different. What happened? So what the coach said is that Nick Chubb had a contact lens issue. Um, so I don't think we need to read into that. But yeah, uh, Hunt Hunt got all the red zone carries, which was basically the exact opposite of when these two were going at it the first month. So um, if it was just a contact issue, I would say don't look into those inside the five uh, numbers too much. But that was kind of alarming that he didn't get any red zone carries. Or I should say inside the five carries. Did you watch that? Did I watch that? Yeah. No, I've, I kind of like uh, just grabbed it from uh, stats and then um, – there was a story written about it with the coach talking about it. Um, actually, a reporter actually said, well, why, why did Kareem get uh, the goal line carries? And then he specifically said uh, that um, Chubb was uh, having issues with his contact. Every time they got in the f- within the five, there was a contact issue. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time. That makes no, That's the worst excuse I've ever yeah, heard. I, yeah. I mean, and so he was I, I will out. read into that some. That's interesting because, yeah, and I look back now too, even red zone carries, like eight of them went to, um, to Hunt and, and he was still getting the work. Like I said, I just like the price and I know he won't be his owned. And there's other guys there around Chubb. He's already pushing tw- you know, almost 20% on RG. And you've got Jacobs just above. You've got Mike Davis. I, I like what Kirkwood said about Mike Davis right below there. I think that's a good call with getting Teddy back. So, yeah, no, I like some pivots there off a of chub and, and I already liked hunt. So that solves it for me. Um, all right. Um, who was the next one? Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. Just as a, a pure leverage play, like I said, good week last week, tough matchup, but guys have got there in tough matchups. It can happen. And, and I think, you know, the way he's used and possibilities, you know, in the game where they think they're going to be winning. I know Tampa could put up a fight, but you know, Kansas city has got to get it rolling here. You know, the loss they had on the season was to the Raiders last week. They played them again, second of the, division matchup and you know they had to get there late to win by just four you just got to feel like there's a, a big one coming here and i think they're you know i don't think tampa bay is gonna match up too well i think it'll be good for you know game script and for fantasy but i'm thinking overall this the game script of clyde's edward clyde edwards hilaire having a chance to get a bunch more carries is definitely in the mix they're in the cards so i, I like that for large field stuff when everyone's on Mahomes and kelsey my, myself included in other spots and you can use them together too yeah, and I would I, I would say like I'm I'm on that side too. I, I feel like I've seen enough now with him and Le'Veon Bell to know that he's he's still the Kansas City's guy here. So um, I think I think uh, a great leverage play in that game is to roll with a, a CEH where everybody's going to be all over the passing game here. Yeah, Tyreek. We'll mention them all. Mark Robinson's going to come up uh, like everybody. Yeah, yeah. Very similar to what we did with Delvin Cook last week. Delvin Cook was going to be super popular. Kirkwood, you used uh, Jefferson to leverage that situation, I think. This way, I mean, Tyreek and uh, Kelsey have come off of, what, back-to-back monsters now? So everybody's going to be on them. Um, And, I mean, we know they want to pass the ball. So 
I think this week you, you uh, the leverage spot is just to fade that and buy the CEH. Only worry is so like you're not going to get a ton of production on Tampa on the ground. You're going to get it through like the passing game, which could work with him, right? Like he's someone yeah. who should be. But uh, also there's there's still like there's still that timeshare with like Bell get siphoning off some and Williams getting a lot of the passing work. So it's, I, I it's think riskier it's for sure. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely, definitely risky, riskier. but it, I could there's see other it. plays there. I just think, you know, one of the, like you could see a wheel route, right? Flip around for yeah, a guy like yeah, him yeah, where yeah, Mahomes definitely. flicks it to him and then boom, he's in the house and, and everyone with Mahomes is happy, but all their Mahomes stacks are filled up with Kelsey and with Hill and, and uh, all these other guys, Robinson. Watkins, Watkins the, coming back. Yeah, like just so much going on there. But any, anyone's going to be tough to predict within Kansas City's offense. That's the also, bottom line because they're so good. Also, we know Kansas City scores touchdowns. Uh, High-value opportunities. Uh, he's yeah. got three targets within, within, the ten, within the 10. Le'Veon Bell, zero. Uh, he's got eight carries within the five. Le'Veon Bell, zero. So he's the guy. Well, he should get his chances is what I'm saying. And yeah, like you said, yeah. it's, it's hard to get production on the ground. I don't expect him to go – you know, right out of the gate and bust out a 60 yard run. But if you've got him getting all those chances in, in the red zone or in, within the five, he's definitely can get through there and get production. And that'll put up points on the board. And then it's really about that, but also about just look who he's around. James Robinson is going to be one of the highest owned on the slate. Once the numbers come in and finalize, I know he's showing like 15 right now. That's not going to be that way. I can tell you right now, once we get to Sunday. Um, all right. Who else? Um, I, I'm kind of there with you with the charger situation. Obviously we need more information here. Um, but, uh, that charger Buffalo game, I think is very interesting. Um, non-divisional game. Uh, but Balazs is questionable right now. And then we have word that Eckler could play. I want to invest in this situation. I, it's just so cloudy right now. We probably don't need to make too many big judgments about it, but I want to get, uh, either some Balage or some Eckler, um, whatever the situation ends up being. I'm with I'm, you there. I want, I I want, want Eckler to be out, though. I don't want Balage. Um, I want, we, if do you Eckler, guys got a price for Eckler? Uh, if he's like 60, uh, where, where, he's 60. Whatever he's not popping in mind. If Eckler's back and like this word that he's all, all systems go, then I would have major interest here. But yeah. like to me, it's just I just keep going back to uh, my boy uh, Herbert and Keenan. Yeah, but hey, so uh, Eckler's been practicing for two weeks. He came out with a social media post about all those people that drafted me get ready, and it like just showed him doing like wind sprints and stuff. So, I mean, I expect when he's ready to go that he's going to be a hundred percent and he's going to be the lead dog. So yeah, I want that's uh, why I want him out here because Balage, man, I, I don't know why you wouldn't want a piece. This is perfect. I think people are still going to want some Herbert numbers there. And if you look at last two weeks for Balage, 16, 18 rush attempts, no TD. So get some TD. We got to get some positive regression, whatever you want to call it here, nine and six targets, but no TD caught seven and five of them. And then you want to go to his red zone, five and seven attempts, no TD. Like they're going to score against Buffalo here. And I think that, you know, it's a good spot to get up in that game when everyone is going to be on Keenan Allen and other guys within that game. So I don't mind him for tournaments. I think he's a good play at 5,800 and it's kind of a dead zone here, right? Like I don't see a lot of people going to anybody else around here. So what's he at now? RG's already got him at like 15%. That's interesting too. So 
I don't know. Maybe he's a fish play, but I just like what I see. And I like, no, that he's not, he's, he's not a fish. Uh, I, so I was like anti him last week too. So I'm like, I have a hard stance. Like I'm, I'm still going again. Like I'm just being stubborn um, against well, him, but what did he get uh, for I, points? Like 14. If there's a, if, you know, yesterday the flop lag on Adrian Peterson and Duke Johnson, both going off and having their games there after everyone was on them the week before, this would be the Bellage scenario there because he didn't really come through last week. He put like mid-teens, but this would be the spot. So go ahead, sorry. No, the usage has certainly has been there for sure. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll throw out another guy in the same uh, price tag. And this, this is like the same spot where Kirkwood was invested in this game. Um, but Jonathan Taylor at 5,900. Now, Jonathan Taylor did not get one touch in the whole first quarter. Um, second quarter, he started coming on. Then the third quarter, uh, I know Kirkwood had um, – he had Hines in that game. So, anyways, there was a sense of confidence, I think, with the coaching staff and everything with Jonathan Taylor, especially in the second half. And I was just like, I don't know if Kirkwood's you know going to get there. It was 100% this. It was uh... – the hot hand. So what did we say? Naheem mm-hmm. Hines is going to get the going to going to be the lead back to start because he's been the, and it's the hot hot hand approach with uh, with yeah. the Colts. Right, and Taylor was being phased out. So I fucking jam Hines in, right? Because um, I believe in Hines. I like. I think he's good in the. But have you guys game. heard the story? I don't want to cut you off, but have you heard the story where they um, the head coach does the first twenty plays? Um, scripts the first 20 plays gets the exact personnel that he wants in there on the first 20 plays right Taylor wasn't in on those first 20 plays then afterwards the running backs coach takes over um, this was an article I read probably three weeks ago um, yeah I saw that the um, so what it was is that Hines started out the game poorly and then they went to to Taylor who started being was running a, had his like best like efficiency game and uh he was the hot hand. Yeah. So what I'm saying here, I think we're going to get a Jonathan Taylor for very low, like probably two to 5% uh, ownership at a very similar price tag that we were just talking uh, 5,900 on DraftKings. Uh, I think I want in on this spot at home versus Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's defense has just been brutal. We know what uh, Indianapolis wants to do anyway. So uh, I feel like, I feel like I want to run with uh, Taylor's hot hand here. And, and what I'm saying to you is don't, don't discount the fact like of Taylor performing poorly in the beginning of this game and then going them going back to Hines. Yeah, I, I would say I would say my ownership on Jonathan Taylor will be only in 1,000 plus entries. So this is going to be more of a, a dart throw. Uh, I know it's going to bust in my face multiple times, but uh, this will work. Uh, you know, that's what a uh, that's that's the type of game you're you want almost in that type of uh, entry. I like it, and he's cheap enough. But I, I don't mind. So. I like. I, I mean, I'm a I'm a fan of him. It's just he's uh, he really let we me we liked him on here a lot to start the season too. We expected his price to be a lot higher than it was by this time in the season, and he just hasn't come through. So let's hope that you know that was the case. I read the same article. Let's hope that the running backs coach said, "Look, see what he can do. Let's get him in the first twenty plays and try it out." But to Kirkwood's point, if it doesn't work out, but that's why we're using him in large field stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with it. I think it's a good play. And Bellage could still be ruled out for all we know. Eckler could be in. Eckler could be out. And Bellage ends up playing. There's a lot to work through there. Anything on the Cincinnati stuff, Kirkwood, for you with Mixon out, Geo questionable? Like there's there's that in that game. The Gallman one you mentioned, 
And then so, do you want – go ahead. So what happens to Geo now, right? Like, so without Burrow, first of all, what happens to this offense, right? Well, Who we was saw like what a, happened. A, a, a hundred, uh, yeah, it became terrible. But so Damn. now we have this, this offense that has gone from, like, at least being able to put up points on the comeback trail and, like, running a ton of plays and a ton of pass attempts to – you know they're not going to have. They're going to be. They're going to be. Becomes Dallas. The game. Becomes and, Dallas. And, 2.0. And, and so what happens to Geo, who's most effective in the passing game? Um, he gave way to uh, Samaje Pirine um, last week um, in uh, a, a lot of work there. So I mean, no, I don't. I don't want any piece of this of this backfield. I don't think. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Um, I was going to ask you, too, about your Tampa guys, if you see it going the other way, because you were Fournette last week, and you've been on Rojo in the past. Uh, any... I, I don't, I don't, I'm, just, I'm just passing game now. <laughs> and, he's, yeah. son, and, he's, and Brady sucks. So, um, but, you guys, uh, you guys want to invest in uh, Davis Maddox boy, uh, Brian Hill? I mean, he's going to be a massive chalk. We did this. We did this last year when he was massive chalk, and and what did he put up? Like three points. No clue. Um, no, I don't really love that. I mean, he's going to be in cash games and everywhere. But then, what's the other guy's name there? Uh, Ito Smith, Quadri you know, Olson. Judge yeah. Gosh, I don't really want to so, mess with it too. But it's it's a good spot, man. I think. Uh, I think what he, you do is Gurley was known for touchdowns, right? Um, so you're removing, uh, all the touchdowns out of that backfield, right? Um, the big thing is to know who gets these goal line carries it. And that's the thing I don't know right now, but you have a questionable Julio Jones. Um, man, if Julio's out, there's going to be so much opportunity for other people, um, in this offense. So, and, and they're all dirt cheap outside of Ridley at 7,100. So, I mean, you got gauge 4,800, uh, Olamidi Zacchaeus at 38, Christian Blake at 3K. Um, I think they're all in play if Julio's out. So, and it, it, was a, it was a year ago when the same situation happened. It was Hill and Quadre Olsen. I had to look it up because I remembered this. Yeah. And everyone was on Hill, and then Olsen got all the red zone carries, and Hill ended up do, like busting hard, I believe. And it was like, uh, you know, he only had like eight more carries than Olsen, but then Olsen also was Olsen, I should say, was also getting all of the stuff at the goal line. So like everyone was just waiting for him to score. And yeah, Hill had two DK points. And what did Olsen have? Olsen had uh, 0.9, but, but Olsen got four tries within the red zone. So neither of them are exciting to me, but if that goes the other way this time around, that's just interesting to know. That's who they were using. And you mentioned Gurley being the touchdown guy. That would more so say it's likely that they're to use if they go back to now. It's a year ago. Things have changed. So I'm just saying that was just one time, but that's the only, that's the sample size we have. Zero tries for Hill within the red zone. So right. I got another uh, guy um, who uh, I'm a little bit biased about, um, but uh, James White. I right. knew you were going to say James White. I was just going to snap, say that. Big yeah. snap increase. Uh, big target share increase last week. Rex no Burkhead. Burkhead gone. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, so he's their only – so all they have now is Williams and Sony Michelle. They aren't um, – you know, we know that those guys aren't going to see the passing, passing down work, right? So like, Correct. And so it's only James White. 
now, which is a huge upgrade from as opposed to Burkhead's cutting into that too. And, um, you know, he's had a tough year at the loss of his father and all that stuff and everything, but like starting to probably get in better football shape, you know, yeah, Cam, you know, Vulture's off some stuff, but um, he's, I mean, if we're talking about like cheap, cheap plays, you know, we know that this guy can produce um, Arizona up-tempo offense um, in a game that, you know, this, this game could, could be kind of fun. Uh, Very fun. Break, I like it a lot. Things, things, things break, right? It just seems like a much better play to me. Look at Cam and the wide receivers too. I mean, Jacoby is now up to 5,300, but um, he busted, right? Nikhil Harry, 34, yeah. Demir Bird, 4,100. I mean, people, people, they didn't even look to Jacoby, but he was locked up with, uh, um, is it Roby who was on him? Yeah. Um, Houston. Uh, yep, Roby. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We've been talking about Bird all season on here, and he finally has the game on the. Yeah, Niners he had an interesting like, made too, not... I was, I was pissed yeah. too because it made too much sense. <laughs> Way too much sense. We Especially with Jacoby was, the, I think, the highest chalk uh, as a wide receiver. Oh, super right? chalk! Yeah, it was all yeah. over it. Yeah. And shout out to ETR. You know. <laughs> not not only that, I hated I hated Barry Duke them. Johnson Barry in them. tournaments, and and the the secondary stack there was I believe it was Myers and. Um, you, you could get Myers for cheap and run it across from Duke. And if you had to just went down to bird, you would have had the money to get a much better running back there in that you know little spot and just had a way better lineup and just done so many lineups. I had, they got crushed by that little two little two person stack. No, but I, I 100% agree with Kirkwood here that James White is the beneficiary of uh, no Burkhead. Um, I mean, you kind of, you kind of have, Harris and Sony Michelle in the same role. Uh, looks like Harris has won that role. Um, but then the pass receiving running back, which has always been super, you know, super relevant in this offense. And that's, that's James White, 100%. And at 4,500, where the chalk is probably going to be the Atlanta running back. I mean, give oh, me James sure White. It is. And then you yeah. even have people talking about like, you know, Naheem Hines again, who we mentioned. You got people talking about Frank Gore against uh, Miami there like I would not do that so you know I'm I'm in on James White I like that one quite a bit actually all right uh let's uh let's well just give me your final thoughts you guys on Mike Davis <laughs> Amble go for it I was in you know I like him uh, like I said I think the big thing is is Teddy right the check downs that it just the matchup is fine too we saw wasn't it uh Aaron Jones just destroy Minnesota that one game. So, you know, I can't remember who it was that, that just took them apart, but it was for three touchdowns or something. I think it was Aaron Jones in the second matchup. Anyway, uh, you know, like you said, all that stuff, Teddy combined, the checkdowns, you know, the fact that it's likely, you know, other guys are going to be out with, uh, with what's his name, CMC not, well, extremely doubtful. They just don't expect him. I think they're just going to keep him out the rest of the year, to be honest, the way it seems now. So, yeah, I'm in at 6,900. And he's a, a great little pivot there in between uh, Chubb and CEH, James Robinson, he's right in the middle. And I think he's got the same sort of ability and projection ceiling, et cetera, to go with it. So I'm in at 6,900. Um, did you guys touch on uh, Wayne Gallman at all? Uh, I mean, obviously yeah, we know. I, the... I, 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 yeah, okay. uh, I like him. It's, it's, yeah, uh... I mean, we know the Cincinnati situation has turned its head. I mean, very similar to what, what happened with the Cowboys. So, I mean, the Giants are now touchdown point favorites. This guy's, I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's taken over to this backfield. 
you know, it's kind of been a weird spot. I mean, he's still getting the lion's share, but it is a three-way, three-way backfield with uh, Alfred Morris and Deion Lewis. So, um now, I, this I like is, Gallman this is, here, especially. This is Gallman. Gall- this is Gallman's backfield. He's produced. He's had all, nothing but touch mat, tough matchups. He's finally getting a good soft matchup in a game where they should easily control, which is what Garrett loves to do. Loves to just feed the run in those games, chew up clock. So Gallman is uh, definitely a good play, in my opinion. Um, depending on how much owner, I, I don't. He'll get some ownership, but he won't get so much that uh, where I won't like. I'm not, I won't. Yeah, currently we have him at 17.3. I feel like that's pretty high. If he's that high, I probably – They didn't I, I have Brian Hill. They didn't have Brian Hill. Yeah, he's not going to be – this correct. is what I'm saying. Hill and him will get swapped and eat up a bunch of each other's. And, yeah, yep. Hill will for sure be higher owned and Gallman will – nobody likes to play Gallman and people are probably talking poorly about him for the most part just because the past numbers haven't been the best. But right last couple of weeks, not bad. So, yeah, I, I like that one too. Kirkwood, you didn't like uh, touch on Derrick Henry at all, uh, in or out as a tournament play? Yeah, I mean, I'm always in. Oh. Uh, uh, and we uh, didn't, nobody said anything about Kamara. I mean, obviously, we saw what the situation was last week. Um, is this still a stay away spot for Kamara? Are they even on the slate? Yeah. Uh, I got him at Denver. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, they're on the slate for sure. I, I like more of the passing game stuff there. I guess you don't want to. Completely... He didn't get a target last week, right? Is that correct? Uh, one yeah, target, no. no he didn't have a. He didn't have a reception. I think Correct. it's one. his first game like ever yeah. without a reception or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, crazy. So Taysom, if he doesn't have a pass that. game, you can't pay eighty two hundred for for him. And that was in a dome. Um, yeah, I know. But like you know, maybe they do. They change some stuff around, and I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's there's GPP appeal, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, the warning you know, the warning signs are there at this monster price. Um, all right, let's, let's move it on over to quarterback, uh, speed things through a little bit. But uh, for me, it's pretty simple. It's Josh Allen, it's Justin Herbert, and it's Patrick Mahomes. Um, those are my three. Uh, I'll take some stabs on, uh, I, I do like Teddy Bridgewater, I think, um, coming back here in this game, um, you know, with all his weapons. Um, in the passing game. So I, I kind of like that. I mean, New England defense has been poor, terrible. So Kyler should certainly be in play. Um, uh, Cam could, you know, I, I'm not opposed to uh, a little bit of Cam, but uh, those those are my guys. I guess I'd be interested to hear your guys' thoughts on like Matt Ryan. Um, I think a lot of that depends on if Julio, I mean, he plays much better. It's like the splits with Julio and no Julio are just ridiculous. Um, you know, you would think with uh, no Gurley would be more incentive for the passing game, but like uh, you really want Julio in this game, then then like Matt Ryan definitely is in play. But uh, interested to hear your guys' thoughts. Yeah, I think um, I think my top quarterback this week is Josh Allen um, for the price, especially on DraftKings at seventy six hundred. Uh, just going to like him quite a bit here. I think I will be under the field on Patrick Mahomes. Um, again, I just think a lot of people are going to go there just because the last two weeks they've been awesome. Um, I mean, the Tyreek, the Kelsey stacks, the Mahomes has all worked and I kind of just want to get off that. So, um, I kind of like the cheap areas though. Daniel Jones at 5,500 makes a lot of sense. Uh, Sterling Shepard. I, I really think the, the wide receivers in New York, um, like there's just a lot more clarity for me. Like you got Slayton 
and Shepard. Uh, kind of want to stay away from Golden Tate. I don't even know if Golden Tate will be active. We'll see. Um, he got in it with the coaches a couple weeks ago. Uh, actually, I think his girlfriend slash fiance went off on Twitter and then he got uh, suspended. So I don't know, just a weird spot. So I think it's Slayton and Shepard and versus this uh, Cincinnati defensive backfield. Uh, I definitely want plenty of shares of those two guys, um, including Evan Ingram. So uh, yeah, I like Daniel Jones quite a bit. Uh, I just, I'm having issues bringing it back, even though the, uh, DraftKings really did a great job of pricing down the wide receivers with their new quarterback situation. I mean, you have Tyler Boyd at 5K, T. Higgins at 47, and then A.J. Green at 36. I mean, I think they're all in play just due to the price, and I don't think they're going to garner a lot of ownership. And we've seen how athletic Higgins and Boyd are. So, like, I mean, Brandon Allen's just a guy, but – like these wide receivers are not, and they're pretty elite. So I think all these wide receivers at 5K and under are a very great way to uh, kind of do somewhat similar to what I did last week um, and just do a cheap game stack. And then you can buy your elite guys and, and these guys are going to be all low owned. So um, yeah, I like that quite a bit. Uh, Tambo, what are you seeing? A lot of the same. At the top, I, I don't think I can get there as like being way overweight on these guys just because I want to play a bunch of the the guys down below. But it's, you know, I'm not as big as you guys are on Herbert. I, I, like I said, I kind of like the run game and I know they can get it through the pass, but I was on Balazs if he plays. You know, Eckler, like you mentioned, you can definitely use them all. But I don't know. It feels like it's going to be a little bit more popular than I just go to Josh Allen there and just play that a bunch of ways. Patrick Mahomes, those two. Um, down from there, like I said, I like Kirk Cousins a little bit just because now his options with, you know, if, especially if Thielen's out, like it sounds like he will be, then I really like that. And if everyone's on Cook, but you can still use them with Cook, right? They use Cook so often that everyone just says, oh, all they do is run and use the run game. They still use him for other plays and different ways. So, I, you know, I think you could see some checkdowns there and do that. I like um, the Atlanta LV game that I talked about with Ryan and Carr. And then I like the uh, Giants and Cincy game that I mentioned earlier, which means Daniel Jones. Maybe the, the question I have is what you guys, if you're doing anything with these two at the bottom, Brandon Allen, the other side, not as excited, but Mike Glennon, I'm more interested in. And with Chark out today and how cheap his options are, man, you can make, and loving those running backs like Hunt and Chubb, who we talked about. Like there's just so many ways you can go with that game. It's got a big total. It's two bad teams. I think I saw too that um, one of Cleveland's cornerbacks is out. Was it Ward? Might be out. I, I can't remember. You have to look it up and see. I can't. I don't have it in front of me. I'll, I'll find it before we go back. But Kirkwood, maybe talk about these guys at the bottom. Allen, Glennon, do anything with those guys in large field stuff? Uh, um, definitely. I mean, I, I just think this this Cincy offense is going to be terrible, um, especially with their offensive line. But um, yeah, Ward's out. Sorry, that's my bad. So, and that's the side I like more. I do, I do like Glennon more than Allen. And I think, you know, you guys just... I got the play, off, but I was, Who is it? Who's the play? You tell us. Just came to me. It's like DFS is easy, right? If you just think about it for a second. Last week, what, what was You get my second favorite? place in a tournament. DFS is yeah, easy. It, it, the, I see the board easily now. It's a week... <laughs> two weeks give ago, him the floor. Was, He's been good on this. I was on a, a downswing down and... Uh, I couldn't, life was just, wasn't worth living anymore. And then oh, come on. 
No, I'm just saying it's just the, the ups and downs of DFS. It's just all yeah, of a sudden now is. you're snapping your finger, you're seeing the board right. Uh, you know. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, it's not a heater, folks. No, um, all because of uh, Brandon Moreno. It all started the, uh, mm-hmm. the heater. Um, but anyway, Tua. It's uh, if if Tua's healthy and back plays. What was the what was the play last week? Justin Herbert, like, oh, is he going to be too chalky? Oh, like running game. Oh, like this is the Jets who are missing their their starting three. The their their to start off the season, they were already the worst secondary, projected to be the worst secondary. They are now no longer have even their top three starting corner, corners. Their best one uh, pool was out last week. Um, and it was like, okay, Justin Herbert time. This is they're gonna rip against in the passing game against them. So like, uh, you've got um, depending on if Miles Gaskin is back, but he's probably not. They're probably not gonna want to give him like monster workload if he is back. There, uh, that other guy was just ruled uh, out. Uh, I, I don't even remember. Ahmad, Ahmed, uh, Ahmad. What? Who was the guy? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, got, I don't got it. Yeah, 5,100, the running back. is. Everyone says Ahmed, oh, but there's no Ahmed. K, but yes, Ahmed, but go ahead. I have, Yeah, I have not. Uh, all in, he's out. But, like, give me give me a Tua to rack up some rushing production and to uh, to at least have a decent game here against this, this Jets. Uh, actually, the potential to have a big game against the Jets and uh, with some cheap receiver options and, like, you know, I, course Devante um but uh and if he isn't you know he had a limited practice today I guess right um I mean man I would love to play Fitz if uh Tua was out but uh but you get that you know they benched um you know it was more just probably to uh to to get him to sharpen up a little bit you know to make him you know not feel complacent and uh you know heads into this dream matchup now all right, I, I, I still want to uh, sell big time Josh Allen here. Um, you got the Chargers who are going to be without Casey Hayward, uh, no Melvin Ingram, no Uchenna and uh, Wozu. Um, and then they do have, I mean, obviously they've, they've, they've been hurt with like some of their bigger studs, like the, the Boza, um, like throughout the year. Um, but yeah, they get Chris Harris. Okay. So Chris Harris is coming off of IR, but he still remains questionable to man the slot. I don't know, man. This just feels like the Chargers back end is now hurt. Their front end has been hurt. One of the most injury-riddled defenses all season. I think, I think this is a total, total uh, smash for Josh Allen. Um, at home, like I know the, the splits for Josh Allen have always been ridiculous. I guess I haven't really checked the splits this year uh, that much with home and away. But my gosh, 7,600, I want all the Josh Allen. And that, you know, I'm going to have a huge high percentage across the industry. Um, but yeah, it, like if I go, if I go cheap, I love, I love that Daniel Jones uh, situation in that game. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I need to keep my quarterback pool that crazy big. Um, Tambo, are you thinking about rolling uh, Taysom Hill uh, this week again? 6,200. I think he was 4,800 last week. Uh, where are you at with 6,200 Taysom? Yeah, I'm going to have a sprinkle just because we're going to segue there in a second anyway. But Michael Thomas, 7,400. You already mentioned Kamara earlier, 8,200. Like this is the lowest price 
you'll see those guys at. And it's obviously due to who their quarterback is, and I get it, but it would definitely be a spot, back to the original question on the pod here to Kirkwood, where I'll probably just roll Taysom with Michael Thomas and just run it back with like a, I guess we're waiting to see with Jerry Judy, but you could run Hamler, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant. There's a lot of options there that you could just run it back one time. And, and I could see this game having a little bit of appeal normally that just doesn't this week. So I want to get on it when others aren't. So I'll definitely do it. The price increase is substantial, but it was because, you know, the last week, it's just a sticker shock because of how cheap he was last week. But everyone knew he was way underpriced last week. So maybe it's not enough for what his floor and ceiling is at 6,200. So definitely some sprinkles for me in here is another guy. And, and that's it, man. Like I don't really have any other guys that I love. So Kirkwood, yeah. if, if two is the magic play, was there anybody else that you were not mentioning earlier that you just kind of had in your sights? No, I, I could care less about, I told you it's Josh Allen, it's uh, Herbert and then uh, everybody else. So you, Curious, you mentioned Kirkwood, Teddy a little you... bit earlier though. Oh, go ahead. Well, no, I like, so two is my new one. Um, and then like, uh, of course I'll be interested in Kyler, Matt, Ryan, Cam a little bit, but like, and Teddy Bridgewater. Um, so you're, you're team Cam over Taysom, right? Like I feel, I feel very similar with those two and I'd actually give the boost to Taysom. Uh, I think over Taysom's Cam. fine. Um, I just, Denver's a pretty decent defense. It's, uh, I don't expect this, this, Saints offense to be clicking um, with Taysom in uh, in Denver, and uh, I don't know. I mean, after his big week, I mean, he got the price hike, so I mean, I'm not really that high on him this week. Yeah, Maybe games in Denver, be, not in New Orleans. It would be a totally different situation if it was in New Orleans. Yeah, ownership will be down for that reason. I the other thing too, and obviously you can play them together, but I pref- I much prefer your James White take and just playing him for that side of the game. Obviously he pairs well with Cam. If you just want to run a single stack Cam to James White, uh, you know, James White gets shifty on the ground, gets in, whatever. But uh, I do like that side. I I just like the run game there a little bit more and just keep it interesting. So we'll see. It's Kyler versus Cam. It should be a good game. Mm -hmm. All right, boys, head over to wide receiver. Uh, Yeah, let's go over to wide receiver. All right. Um, Tell me who you're putting Tua with first. I mean, of all, Diggs, Diggs, Diggs. I love Diggs. Always love Diggs. Keenan, always love. Uh, so you, it's Devonte, right? Like mm-hmm. Devonte looked like a boss man. Uh, um, that's who you 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 with Tua. Like, I mean, it's you're no longer like worried about anybody getting a clamp down against like the Jets defense. But you got to feel pretty bad of how bad Tua looked last week, right? I mean, he obviously got yanked in that game because of just terrible play. Yeah, yeah, but it's a great great bounce back spot. Um, but do you need to gamble at the quarterback spot for a bounce back? You know, it's like, yes. In GPP in large field GPPs. That's why I said, I got sure. the play. Don't undermine, undermine my, no, play. I'm throwing a <laughs> contrarian viewpoint out here. Right. You looked um, like shit last week. Right. Yes. But that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he puts a little, puts a little uh, fire in, in him. This is the best mean? spot for a, a rookie who looked like crap last week. You get the Jets. Um, so, uh, Justin Jefferson. Diggs, Diggs, so, the, Diggs. so yeah, Jefferson. Diggs and Keenan Allen, chalk, great chalk. So, like, the thing with Diggs, right? Like, so, Casey Hayward's gone, right? So, now, what, what are we worried about? So, they do, they did get Chris Harris back, who's decent. He's always, he's always been their number two, but he's also, this is also his first game back. And this is a, you know, he might not be back yet. Kirkwood. He came off the IR, but 
So if he, if he is back, um, I'm still not even like worried about it. Um, I do wish like John Allen, Josh Allen was, I mean, uh, John Brown was playing in this game. Um, but like, they're a little bit more comfortable now with what Gabriel Davis or whatever. Is that the guy's name? Um, yep. uh, who st- will step in with more experience now uh, in the game. They're, um, they're, they're playing good ball and, and San Diego defense is bad. I mean, so this is San Diego defense, this char- I mean, chargers, de- LA chargers defense is bad. And now they don't have Kate, you know, they don't have Hayward. Like he's been like their glue um, mm. in the secondary. So like, you have to like digs, you have to Keenan Allen's price is tough, but like, it's just, it's just as simple. Like, so the floor is monster with this guy. Um, you just keep playing him. So it's, you look at it. So he's got, he's out of, you know, he's now leading all receivers and targets. Um, he's now leading all receivers and receptions. He's now top seven or eight in reception yards, but he's getting touchdowns. He's like scored in like how many games in a row now, finally. But like regardless, he's seeing a monster target share on a, from a guy, you know, he's of north of 30%. He's second in the league in target share, only behind Devontae Adams. Uh, with Herbert is a guy who loves to throw. So, uh, I mean, that's just such an obvious stack. And so you, I don't worry about like the, the, that he's chalky. If I like it a lot and I, and I think it's going to do well, I'm going to play it and I'm going to figure out ways how to make my lineup a little bit more unique around it, um, which is not hard to do. So uh, love that. Love those guys. Um, and, you know, Diggs right up there too. So like uh, tar- who's second in the league in targets? Well, it's Stefan Diggs. Uh, with 102 targets and seeing a monster target share just right behind uh, Keenan Allen and target share. So like these guys are clear wide receiver ones, like, like just as clear as day, the price does get a little bit scary on Keenan Allen. There is room for more room for failure. I mean, just look at his price, how it's gone up. Um, you know, we were, we were getting them at 6,200 against Jags, the Jags, which is just like unbelievable. And then, you know, now, you know, 7,400 last week and, um, you know, monster game 38, but now he, now he's 8k. So now there, now there's definitely fade, but you know, he's definitely in a range where he can be faded, but like, and then you would want to like use like Mike Williams or, or someone, but I, I still think he does well. He just brings a monster floor and uh, has been getting the end zone. Justin Jefferson is going to get uh, um, a ton of love and ownership, but he's a beast, right? Like this guy's good. Now he's going to be like their number one apps locked in number one wide receiver because Thielen's gone and like Thielen gets such a huge uh, red zone opportunities when they do pass and they're not, when they're not, you know, they can't rush it in with with Dalvin. And you would think that's got to be Justin Jefferson now um, at this point. So love him. Uh, I want, I mean, if Julio's in, I'm, I'm all about Julio if he's in. Um, I think he's a great tournament play. If he goes, it's just, man, he, he looks so, so lame duck out there, man. Like he's he just so run. good. Even when he does look like that, he's ah. just catching. Like, he'll catch like the fifty-yard pass. Still, it's insane. I just want him to run like fifty routes without getting hurt once, just once. Um. So there was somebody else who. Uh, I mean, I don't. Know. You still? Yeah, keep going. I mean, the obvious bring back in the in the, for Tua since now we mentioned because we're the Tua Parker, but Denzel Mims. Is just been so. First of all, is uh, is Darnold going to be back? I think so. I think there's possibility that he is. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm almost you? positive he is. Yeah. yeah, I got I got projections for both Darnold and Flacco, so um, I think they're they're expecting them to be back, or expecting Darnold to be back. Um, so I, you know, it'll be interesting to see if he clamps back on to Crowder because they've gone away from Crowder. You know, it hasn't been the the Crowder show since he's come back. Now it's been more of Perryman and uh, and Mims is just. Sure. I mean, the, the has been trending, you know, eight targets now in back-to-back games. He was getting red zone looks the last game, which he, um, you know, they had a penalty uh, on him um, in, in, in the, uh, in the end zone. But um, regardless, this, this, he's an alpha. Talent per dollar. He's the best. He's the best he's talent good. per he's, dollar on he's the slate. Dirt cheap. Um, so I uh, like that. I mean, I love Tyreek Hill. People like always have that, you know, just look at Tyree, Tyreek Hill. Nobody has brought the floor like Tyreek Hill has this season. And he's not like known as like that floor guy, but this has been like a passing. This is a passing offense. I've said that over and over again, every single week, that's their identity. That's what they do. Nobody can stop Tyreek Hill. Um, and, you know, 14 reception targets, 18 targets the last two weeks. Um, and like, he's just, had monster yard yardage games. Um, he's definitely a, a threat to score, whether it be even be by like one of their little like gadget plays or whatnot, but like, man, he's had one dud all season long. Um, so now Sammy Watkins is back. So he's an interesting game to a uh, person to like in this game too, as well. Uh, I think the offense plays better overall with Watkins back. Um, so I like him, but uh, I don't know. Um, Calvin Ridley, obviously, if Julio's out, I mean, but you don't need me to tell you that. It's just kind of easy. Um, I don't know. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, um, I think up near the top, uh, a guy like Justin Jefferson sticks out the most for me, just like how talented the kid is and then the in- injuries that Minnesota, or I should say COVID, that Minnesota is dealing with uh, should alleviate I mean, the focus should be on him passing. So at 6,300, I think he's a slam dunk. Um, he's, he's cheap across the industry. So um, one, another COVID spot that um, opens up some great value in a guy that, I, that I've always like, liked, um, just hasn't gotten a lot of routes, is Andy Isabella at uh, 3K. And that's a great bring back if you're doing like cam stacks. Um, I mean, that, that game is just so easy to stack price-wise, uh, all over the place. So, I mean, outside of DeAndre Hopkins at 8,100, there's just so much to love. Um, and Isabella should be uh, running the same routes that Fitzy ran. So uh, I like him quite a bit at, uh, at min price. I mean, you're going to get a guy like Denzel Mims that's for sure going to be popular for what he did last week. Um, if, Darnold, if Darnold does play, you're right, new situation with quarterback, uh, that could be interesting. And then, like I said, all the Cincinnati wide receivers, dirt cheap, dirt cheap. So um, I, th- I think the, the Giants-Bengals stack makes a ton of sense um, just for the talent level that uh, both Higgins um, both Higgins and Boyd have. So um, I'm going to definitely hit up that quite a bit. Uh, Tambo, what are you seeing as an overview for wide receivers? Mostly what you guys said at the top, I think. Uh, man, I just saw that ownership projection. I was looking at something else for an ownership projection. It's not what I like to see. So, but yeah, um, you know, Keenan Allen is 8K. You know, it's a solid price, but that's like kind of part of the deal with me not loving 
Herbert is because I think that's where people go. Not as many people are going to be on DeAndre Hopkins. Tyreek Hill never gets the love, even though people are going to play him, but it just never seems to come out in ownership. And then it may show right now, but then you've got, you know, Stefan Diggs is going to eat some up. So, you know, I already mentioned Michael Thomas there, but the Diggs one is the big one. Kirkwood hit it enough. I don't need to kill it, but I just think that, you know, people will still continue to talk about things like matchup. He's just, un- he's so good. His route running is just so incredible. And-, and the fact that he can get open at any time. So probably really good chalk with Stefan Diggs. If that fails, then so be it. There is some pivots there. I think the, uh, the interesting pivots would be Gabriel Davis, who you mentioned. Mr. And Beasley. then even uh, Beasley. Yeah, that's right. Beasley's uh... yeah, he, The thing is, is that Beasley's going to get kind of chalky. So it's like, if it's a chalky Beasley, do we really want to go there? Well, and he's uh, in the slot with potential Chris cause, Harris. Because right? he did, uh, he did, he got 30, 31 fantasy points last week, uh, last game against Arizona that night. So he's not going to be like that secret play anymore. He's also produced very strongly though, in his defense to play him uh, in games that uh, John Brown has not been in. Um, uh, so yeah, I think he got the hundred yard bonus in all of them or something, but I do know that, but to um, Brett's point just there now, and that's the thing is I think he's starting to get a little steam in ownership right now. And if Chris Harris plays, that would actually be the reverse. That was kind of the yeah. reason that Beasley would have been the nice pivot and the fill in. Gabriel so I'm kind Davis of, is three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like want to go Gabriel outside Davis. for sure. All day. Go Gabriel. Bang, Davis. That's the play right there. Bang. Yeah. Um, so uh, I do like that quite a bit, actually. All right. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't want to get uh, in much involvement in this uh, Giants passing game, but like, I know Brent Ooh, said really? Shepard. Yeah. Like, I just think this oh, one, no. they're going to, it's, they're going to run it. They're going to run, run, run. But like Darius Slayton would be the guy that I would probably lean gravitate okay. towards to. I think um, both, I think all three guys are in great, great spots for the Giants. Tell you both both wide receivers and then the tight end. So that like that's a good segue to uh, over to tight end. I'll tell you who I'm not playing, unless you guys like wanted to throw. I, I think we got to speed this show along. Is there anyone that like you're dying to like mention up a wide receiver? Um, I'll throw my you know hat in the. I'll throw my mix there with uh, Robbie Anderson. You mentioned Teddy. I, yeah. I kind of like that spot. I like Robert Woods because last week um, you know it looks like. Uh, but that's the ownership I was pissed off about because I thought everyone would go back to. Cup because Cup had like 100 yards in the first half, but then actually Robert Woods still ended up beating him for the game again. I was beating that drum last week, almost had a nice showdown takedown, and that didn't happen. So, um, uh, they and they they finally went against the the run, they're finally passing more with uh in golf in a spot that looked like a trouble spot. So, uh, Bobby Trees, as I call him, is definitely uh 5,800. That looks nice, yeah. A couple mm-hmm. of the, the Denver guys, a couple of the Jacksonville guys just don't want to rush it, but like I said, we have went a little while here, but the. You know, Keelan Cole, LaVisca, if he plays, they're both super cheap down there. Some other pivots in that range. I mentioned Hamler and Patrick earlier. Those guys, if Jerry Judy has uh, any reason not to play, we'll see. He's been questionable all week. And then the one guy I do want to mention, though, is T.Y. Hilton. 3,900, no TDs on the season. I'm going to predict the TD, at least one, and the 100-yard bonus here in this matchup. I think Pittman got them last game. They're going to focus on the running game. I just think this is a spot where he can get loose. We like him at home. This is a, a good matchup where no one's going to be talking about him. 3,900 bucks. I think he's got an opportunity here and it should be, you know, second of a division matchup. They saw Pittman get them. I think they're going to go back and everyone's going to look at either not playing this game at all or going to the running game. And at 3,900, I'm definitely going to play some TY in my tournament stacks. 
Yep. And the only other game that I'll highlight with wide receivers is the Carolina Minnesota game. Um, you want exposure versus these Minnesota cornerbacks. Oh. They, they do not bring pressure. I know Kirkwood brought up Teddy Bridgewater. Um, again, similar situation with Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. Uh, we have no C-Max, so they will be a little bit more heavily used in the offense. I always try and fade this spot when C-Mac comes back. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, think, I think Carolina uh, and Minnesota stacks are 100% play. Tambo forgot to uh, mention his uh, Chad Beebe play. I tried to fit it in when you were talking about Jefferson. Chad, Chad Beebe, man, he comes in. You know what's going to happen. Everyone's on Cook. Everyone's on Jefferson. Everyone thinks they've got it leveraged the way they want it, and it's going to be Rudolph and Beebe getting a touchdown piece. And it's, well, and and it's Wes Welker clone Chad Beebe. <laughs> 4.73 40-yard yes. dash. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. All right, Chad Bibidola uh, over there, man. Little, little Wes Welker, Danny Amendola twin. So yep. we'll go with him. So right. it's uh, – I was saying uh, the one guy I'm not going to be playing as we segue over is I'm not going to play Evan Ingram this week, um, even though I usually play this guy religiously. I just don't feel – I feel like there's just not going to be enough resistance on this Bengals offense. Um, I think the Giants' D is, is – uh, decent enough to uh, really control this game. So I just don't want to invest much in, as Brett would say, in Evan Ingram. Um, but like, we got to talk up with two guys at the top who are going to get, you know, it's potentially a double tight end uh, week um, here with, uh, you know, two wide receiver ones here, Travis Kelsey, um, a man amongst the uh, men um, who uh, actually the, the, uh, a man amongst men. That got yeah. me good. The man, man amongst, amongst boys. The man amongst no, men. No, he's best. the man amongst men. He's the man yes. amongst men. Um, not a man amongst men. <laughs> I, gotcha. I um, love it. That's a good one. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 7K, uh, wide receiver one. Um, man, three three monster games in a row. Um, Bucks 27th DVOA versus tight end position. They struggle over the middle of the field. That's the where you beat them. Travis Kelsey should be able to eat in this one. Darren Waller. Um, so basically, let's just let's just talk about like the way I'll just I'll just look at this. Um, tight ends. Well, who lead? Who's who's leading in the uh, all tight ends and targets? It's Travis Kelsey um, by a by uh, at eighty nine. Who's number two? Darren Waller eighty four. Who's next? Evan Ingram all the way back down to sixty seven. Hunter Henry. So if there's like such. Uh, Kelsey and, and Waller are in a tier of their own. Kelsey is really a tier of his own just because of the red zone usage and just the, the production. But as far as like targets and um, uh, team market share of passing, Darren Waller is right there. So like these guys are two clear wide receiver ones. We get to play the tight end position. Of course, we have to pay for it this week, but um, both of them are definitely in play. Uh, Austin Hooper is like guy that keeps getting forgotten about, but like he's running the the routes. And uh, I think there's, there's big game there potential, but the problem is, is that there, we know the identity here for uh, is the, the, the run game with these uh, two stud backs that Cleveland has, but um, I am interested in Hooper. Um, Hunter Henry, I guess, like, I'm not really excited about it. I just, it's like, I'll, I'll it's like, I'll either, I feel like I want to get away from this mid range of kind of overpriced, not quite reliable enough tight ends. I, like I either want to get up to Wall or Kelsey, or I just want to go down and take some shots with like, I don't know. 
I mean, what is there to go down to, to be honest with you? Well, I like, um, I like Fant if Judy's out. I like uh, Hayden Hurst on the other side of that Raiders game. I like Hooper, who you mentioned, with everybody on the running backs. I think those are all viable options. Rudolph with Irv. Uh, Rudolph. You know, there, there's a lot of guys, actually, that you can go down to, I think. And what do you think the total ownership is going to be on Kelsey and Waller? Like, they're gonna, like, isn't every lineup in large field stuff just paying up for tight end? Because there's enough value elsewhere, so they're just going to have one of those two no matter what? They might have both. <laughs> or both. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I think that there could be like yeah, and I, I, lineups. I think that that will drive up price at different price points, right? Like I know Kirkwood wasn't a fan of Evan Ingram at 4,500, but like even like a Hayden Hurst who's got a questionable tag, but at 3,900, I think these different price points will, will catch some ownership. Be, uh, Henry Jusicki. at 48. Could be a uh, uh, with my oh. Tua. Dub, mm-hmm. Double stack Tua. Get Jusicki um, in there with Parker. I think my favorite guy, again, I know I know, I brought this guy up quite a bit, just mainly because of how athletic he is, but Noah Fant at 4,200. I think that would be my favorite bring back. Like, if, if you want to do um, – if you, if you want to go back to the well and uh, do Taysom Hill – I don't hate just doing Taysom Hill, naked Taysom Hill, and then bringing it back with uh, Fant uh, on the other side. So uh, we we have some injury concerns in Denver um, right now. Jerry Judy questionable. Um, so I, th- I think uh, that could. Uh, how much is Gerald Everett? Because uh, Tyler Hin- Higby's uh, in practice and is is uh, is questionable. Uh, we have him at thirty three hundred. So they did a decent job pricing him out. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I mean, if Higby's out, I like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like no, nope, that makes here. that makes that makes total sense. Uh, like him, but yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, Chalk should be paying up to Waller, Kelsey, uh, cheap guys. I think Rudolph will probably be maybe the the uh, like have the most ownership out of that group. I don't know. Um, they have a high total. Uh, he just – he really has been mainly a blocking tight end. So – Yeah, but we haven't – I don't think we've seen this spot very often, right? Like both mm-hmm. guys out, Irv and Thielen, that would make it – again, we didn't expect Thielen to be out either. So that's where the price could just be wrong. Right, but that's, their base offense – their base offense is 12 tight – you know, the two – the double two tight end sets. So now does their base offense go to a three wide receiver, uh, receiver set? Do they roll out both BC yeah. and Chad Beebe? Um, or do they stick with the two tight end? Kirkwood, I think you had the backup tight end that said. Well, I mean, they've uh, already, they've already, they've already, Irv has been out before and they've, they just basically put uh, Tyler Conklin into the, his, to Irv's role, at least from a snap, snap share. What what game was that again that he was out? Chicago? Um, It was uh, two weeks ago. I thought it was against the Bears, and I was going to say that it was like almost 60 snaps out of 70 for Rudolph with 63 yards. Four yeah, catches. They both, like, no, I'm saying they're both, they're both, get, they're, they're double tight end. Oh, for sure. No, I know that. That's what I'm saying. But I'm just yeah. saying at, it makes at 2,800, I don't know if it's necessarily I, I like auto labeled as bad chalk or anything. I think it's a spot where it just was mispriced because they didn't expect Thielen to be out. And this is a good matchup, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, I like, I, I got no problem with Rudolph at 2,800. I mean, and he makes like some of the sickest catches. I don't know what catches. the upside is. I mean, there's not monster upside there, but like, 
Uh, he's 2,800. I mean, How many one-handed catches have you seen him make? Like, I feel like I've seen like three or four, like just amazing Kyle Rudolph one-handed catches. Uh, I think a couple yeah. of them ended up in a touchdown, but not as many as you you seen. Sure, but because you're a matchup, Vikings fan, I'm not a yeah. Vikings fan. Uh, the fan. the other thing too, though, is the um, the Adam Thielen uh touchdowns like he 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 gets so many touchdowns that you got to pass this around like we said earlier with cook where we kind of talked about this but how much can you give to cook the guy that already takes over everything else so like i think rudolph is actually interesting at 2800 just depends what everybody else thinks here yeah go go from there and then um ferkser is like the worst version of rudolph right for 200 bucks less he's been doing Mm -hmm. basically the same thing I was looking up some numbers and it's like, yeah, one, one big game against Houston way back when, but the rest of the games were pretty weak. So. All right. You got to choose one guy uh, ownership wise, who are you going to have more of between Kelsey Waller? I'll plant my flag on Waller for sure. Oh, I'm on Kelsey. Not even close. And I think he's going to be under owned. I think people will go to Waller. Kirkwood. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I like them both. Um, Kelsey would be my lean, just because I think like there's more more room for, like this is just a high profile game, of, you know, him against Tom Brady. I just think this the the Kelsey role is in full effect. In yeah, I th- I just think when Sammy Watkins comes into play though, like he runs a lot of those underneath type of routes, and I think that hurts Kelsey overall. I don't know. I'm I'm definitely uh, bearish on uh, Kelsey this week. Yeah. What is Kelsey like? Five of his last six games are twenty plus. Yeah. Up to thirty. Mo- all in four without cases? Watkins. Sure, but it's like Bucks twenty seven DVOA versus tight end. What did Watkins Bucks, play this year? Bucks, I want to just Bucks also really stopped the run. Um. Sammy's been out for the last five weeks uh, during Kelsey's like explosions. Yeah, Sammy sucks too. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's uh, give us a let's take us home with our favorite stacks. Mine, I'll start it off. It's 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 easy. It's uh, it's <laughs> two. I mean, oh that 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 could be my favorite. Do do your chalky one and then go the two one. Um. Yeah, we know Josh Allen and Diggs. I mean, Herbert is going to. I mean, Josh Allen Diggs is going to be is is obvious, and you can mine as well. Just throw Gabriel Davis in there and double stack it, just because it's three K. But uh, that one, I I still am the. I love uh, Herbert. Um, You know, I'm fine. I would also. I think Mike Will. This is a good Mike Williams week. Um, But um, and it will be interesting because. It'll be interesting to see um, how they use Tredavious White with uh, uh, with um, uh, against uh, Keenan Allen because uh, Allen playing out of, you know plays the majority of or he plays about fifty percent from the slot and uh, White just really doesn't go in there. But like it just I don't know I just can't see them not using him against against him so i'm not sure how that one plays out but like so i like both of those guys i mean i just i'm really bullish on this game i think this game's gonna go nuts um and i don't care if it's chalky i'm gonna figure out ways so um that would be my number two and then my uh my my the other last one will just be Tua to uh 
Devontae, you can also use Jacecki if you want, um, but really Devontae would be my preferred. And uh, would there be a run back? I don't know. There wouldn't, <laughs> Mims would be the run back, I guess. But maybe if Darnold's back, maybe just take, maybe, maybe Crowder. Um, okay. Yeah, my, my stack, I'll stick with the, uh, the Giants Bengals. I'll go Daniel Jones. Um, I think I don't mind skinny stacks. I think a skinny stack here makes sense in over a thousand person. So if I do a skinny stack, it'll just be Darius Slayton. And then I'm good with bringing it back with either Higgins or Boyd. Um, and then like Ian will say 100 to 500 person, I'm just going to just, just stack up that game and hope, hope it shoots. Uh, it'll be, it'll be a double stack. So we'll say Slayton and Shepard. Then I'll bring it back with both Boyd and Higgins. And uh, I mean, all those wide receivers you're getting for 5K or less. So um, I guess Shepard's 5,100. So, Tambo, what do you got? I like um, Mahomes, Kelsey, the obvious one. I said at the top, I, I mean, I like Allen and Diggs, but Mahomes, Kelsey is the one there. And you can run it back with. One guy, we, we went through wide receiver because we've been rambling so long, but I think um, Antonio Brown, back-to-back weeks now where, you know, Tom's showing him some love. So I think you could have Mahomes, uh, Kelsey, and then and, and get. I mean, this, yeah, like Brady loves Brown. It's crazy. He oh, like, I'm offers up his board. house. I'm on board. It's obvious now. And, like, now that we've got yeah. more weeks of them getting going and getting prepared, but and also all the, the – the shit about Brady not being able missing. Like he's like over 22 on his deep passes or something like, yeah, uh, um, I mean, this is a marquee game for them. So yeah, that, that, that's, he's my, he's my, my number one bring back for sure. Yeah. And I liked one more thing you said earlier with this Josh Allen stack is I like the Williams on the other side of that, because I do think normally I've been the one shitting on this all season about these matchups and shadows and things, but Tredavious white is the type of guy that's going to be like, wait, you're going to tell me that Keenan Allen is like Devonte Adams or Michael Thomas. Now, let me show you that he's not. And I think there could be a situation there where he wants to prove it and try and get out there and get even aggressive with them enough to piss them off. And that's an $8,000 popular play that I could go off of there. So I like your call with Mike Williams in that stack. The other one is just pretty gross, but like I said, I'm going to do it. It's I am going to play Mike Glennon with Probably Kareem Hunt on the other side or, or Chubb, doesn't matter. And then I like, you know, Keelan Cole with Char- if LaVisca plays. Like I said, you can just can run get it up a Landry? So cheap. Can we get a Landry game? No, he's never going to play a good game again. It's never happening. Boys, but, I, just, I just found it. I just right. found it. We always figured um, out after and we were about to end. I cannot, so believe, might be it. Who I cannot it? believe I didn't bring this up, but you got Teddy Bridgewater playing Minnesota in Minnesota. I mean, this is it. Uh, you, you pair Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater with obviously two of his guys. I mean, this narrative has got to hit. Samuel, no, no C-Mac, no C-Mac, right? I mean, Teddy coming back to Minnesota where he just blew out all of his, like everything. I mean, this, this, this is going to hit 100%. And then you bring it back with uh, Jefferson and Delvin. This is a great game stack. Now, it's, it's a pricey game stack, but we know what Minnesota wants to do with the ball, right? So that you're, you're eating the chalk with Delvin and Jefferson. 
you can even throw in uh, one of your boys of uh, BC Chad or Beebe. Chad Beebe. Yep. And Get then in there if you need to save some money. How about Jefferson or Dalvin? This is the game stack. Boys. Not Jefferson and Narrative. Buy it. Buy it. Let's do it. Or Rudolph. Or Rudolph works there too. Yep. Yep. Oh, there's so many ways to do it too. I like it. All right. We're all, all right. in Minnesota. We Carolina. good to go. We've uh, we've rambled for too long on this uh, holiday uh, <laughs> day after Black holiday. Friday, baby. Hey, by the way, uh, I was just on my bookie and I put down a ten dollar bet on Ben Roethlisberger uh, over a hundred total passing yards, <laughs> and I got it for minus one ten because <laughs> they're doing Black Friday deals over on my bookie. So, <laughs> oh, it's great. All right, okay, man. Enjoy your manscape. Uh, so- we'll get out of here. Yeah, that's a wrap. So this has been the RGDFS Tournament Takes Podcast, and we'll catch you next week.